Pericles here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable dicks. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock. That's what I'm talking about. What's the matter? You hit your hand? No, I bit my nail like way too short. Mm. And it's like sharp and it hurt. It's exposed. The under nail ah. is exposed. It's re- really a stupid thing to do. Ah. So that just happened. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, oh, you don't like that? Ah, gives me the willies. Oh, <laughs> well, imagine being me <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I don't bite my nails, dude. I can't. You know, some people can like just rip them, like, like rip them off their finger. I can't do that, dude. My nails are too hard. Who's ripping their nails off their fingers? You know, people, people can pick at their nails. They sit there and they pick and they can rip it off. They bite at the thing and they just what? tear it and yeah. they peel it off. I mean, you know? I, was just, I was just doing that. Not the whole nail. That'd be like some sort of self-torture. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Yes, you're right. But I'm saying I can't even do that, dude. Can't bite. I either have really soft, weak teeth, which is probably true, or incredibly hard fingernails. Maybe. That sounds healthy. You're eating a lot of biotin or whatever it is. I eat so much biotin. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I can tell. It shows. Um, no, it's a thing you should why, like. That's I don't, why I look like a thumb. That's great. <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. Now, man, uh, it's it's not like a blessing or anything. That's probably why I'm sick all the time. Because I got, you know, I'm just sucking on my nails all the time. Yeah, germs, dude. Fuck. Well, you got to stop this germ, mouth germ. fetish thing you have. It's really weird. I think it's lifelong. There were times where I did manage to stop doing it, but it was like, uh, it like legitimately is a physical addiction that I just can't stop doing. Didn't they say it's like it. your mom pulled you off the tit too quick or something like that? Like it came, it's something like that. Well, this would be an extreme case of that. Like I wasn't <laughs> on the tit at all, you know, cause I, I don't know anyone else doing what I do. <laughs> This is a good conversation to have with your mom. Hey, mom. Look, I know I'm 30 years old, but I'm just wondering, how long was I suckling on your teeth? Was it the appropriate amount of time? Because I'll tell you what. Those nipples of yours, mother, have cost me a lot of hardship. That's a fun sentence. I've... (laughs) Mother. Mother. Mother, may I speak to you about your nipples, please? Please, mother. <laughs> I don't the think she had me on her nipples should... at all. Yeah, wait, I'm sorry. I talked way over you. What did you say? I talked over you. You had a good thing going about the doctor. I just oh. said I wasn't on the tit at all. I was a bottle fed. But anyway, back yeah. to my mother's tits. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let me write this down. Tit talk. All right, we're four minutes yeah. oh, in. Oh, there's got to gotta be a whole s- <laughs> slab of them. Oh, yeah. Speaking of them, hmm, big, big slab of them. Um, your poor mother. I don't know what we're on. We're on episode 404, something like that. I don't know. 402, 402. 402, man, is where we're at. Wow. Yeah. It's looking pretty I, fun. I don't mind. She, she has no way of possibly finding this episode. <clears throat> That's good. That's great. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> totally innocent totally innocent however you will hear that again on i heard that well hey welcome to the show it's uh it's a comedy finance podcast we're gonna we are talking about one today pocket boy one that has impacted my life greatly okay huge huge really? influence yeah it's called the one percent rule and I'm not sure if we're going to talk about a 1% rule or it's a 1% test because I, I don't really want to call it a rule. A rule sounds so official, you know? Well, and I feel like we've had so many rules already. A lot of rules, bro. A lot of financial rules, okay? But yeah. this one deals with real estate. So we're going to be talking about the 1% rule in real estate, something that I've used, I've done, I've crunched the hard numbers, and we have... We have uh, persisted. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. We got the Lost Cat. The Lost Cat is here. What's up, the Lost Cat? Love your review over there on Apple uh, Podcasts. Thank you so much. We got Zori here, the Vato himself. He says, fire. What's up? What's up? Thank you for being here. Uh, look at this. The Lost Cat says, hi, Pike. Hi, Sparks. All right, there you go. Hello. Very exciting. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks for watching live. If you are watching or listening or doing whatever, we love the interaction. So let's make it happen, all right? So you can hit subscribe over there. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash Sparks Radio, hit the subscribe button right now. Do it right now. Why? Because you're not a lollygagger, okay? You don't want to hesitate, procrastinate, or whatever eight you want to do. Just fucking hit the button, all right? And then if you could, hit the thumbs up as well. That'd be great. I really fucking appreciate that one. And I'll tell you this much. That review on Apple Podcasts, I remember the Lost Cat. Zori, I don't know if the Vato left it. I don't remember the handle, but the Lost Cat left a review as the Lost Cat. And it's a great review. And it was five stars. Oh. Thank you. That'd have been good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. If it's your first time here, that over there is, look, uh, boom, non-financial advisor wearing a hat and a plaid shirt. Looking fly as a motherfucking sticky tape in Mr. Miyagi's garage at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. There's a lot of flies in his garage. I am at Sparks Radio Hi. on all social media as well. I am also not a financial advisor, nor professional, nor is this financial advice. There you go. A little lawyer stipulation. You do know significantly more than me. We should throw that in there as well. That's not true. I just I just read shit, dude. Do you it's, not read it's anything? Tr- it's true. No, I don't read many things. No. So you're on the right show, Pike. You're right. you're on the perfect <laughs> yeah perfect <I'm> like, <laughs> financial comedy podcast. It's gonna be great. I'm the voice for the people listening that have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm like an extension of that. I'm I'm their local representative. On the show. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. 
I got it. You're the everyman, is what you're saying. I I I don't know if I said that, but yeah. It makes sense. It makes totally sense. Uh Roger says somehow this is great. Roger is a member of the special committee as well over there. Appreciate you being here, Roger. Roger says somehow my name on the review is Frankie Bobby. <laughs> what? Frankie That's right. Bobby. We got a review over on uh, Apple Podcasts from a Frankie Bobby, and apparently that's that's Roger. Oh. I love it, Roger. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. I'll apologize. Oh, the Lost Cat says I apologize for not mentioning Pike on my review. Is what he says here. Oh, look at that. Oh, he says I love you, Pike. Oh my God, all this love for Pike is. It's going to make me turn off commenting here in a second. I don't want to. Oh, come on. They're just kissing ass. Yeah. Horseshit. I've not forgiven anybody. Yeah. Writing reviews without me. Come on. I mean, that's that's insane. Uh, Look, it is a very important episode, so we don't have time to lollygag. We will get to the news that matters today. Tomorrow on the show, we will be going over the guts. Of I heard that the good enoughs, the ones that just made the cut but did not make the top ten, which we will also recap. I say we recap the at least top five tomorrow of I heard that. So if you missed that, you can always go back and listen to last uh, four oh one episode four oh one. You will hear all of the top ten. But if you don't want to do that, you just want to hear the top five. We'll give you that and all the ones that didn't make the top ten tomorrow, as promised. So, before we can get any farther on this damn show, Pike, let me ask you this. Okay. How how high are the pair of waiters you own? <laughs> what? I know you own some. There's no way a Minnesota man doesn't own any waiters. I do not own any waiters, personally. I know that my dad had some, like, growing up. So if we ever needed them, like, they were there Ugh, somewhere. Awful. Ass trash booty cheeks. Are you kidding me? What kind of outdoorsy hunter, fisherman, lake? I think you were born in a lake. Pretty sure, as a Minnesotan, yeah. they do water births in the lake. That's why there's 10,000 of them. Because you have such a high population, high populated area over there. Just water births. Okay. All That's these a scratch. That stretches what the women are doing. That's why there's 10,000 legs up there. Yeah, we already did a whole thing on my mom's tits. Do you want to go further here? You want to go down? Discuss. All right. It's just like a lot of mom stuff so far. I'm not just talking about your mother. Thank you very much. I'm talking about the women of Minnesota. Okay. What do you mean? You went, you went into great detail. I'm about talking my about the babes. <laughs> And not the uh, ones that are the blue oxes. Boom. Oh, God. I'm crushing these so, Minnesota so much, references. God, you think you're from there? Wow. Oh. Dude, it's a great state. It's a great state. Uh, So back to the waiters. Like, I again, I don't think I own any. I know I own, like, hunting coveralls. You know, they look like they'd be waiters, but they're not. They're definitely not rubber. So, but I don't even know the quite, like, how high. How high do I store them? Yeah, I didn't know if they come in sizes like, you know, mid-rise, thighs, ah. f- you know, nipples. I don't know how they gauge. You know what I mean? I would think okay. it goes to nipples to waist to yeah. thighs. Well, then you got like ran- rubber boots, rubber which is, boots. I guess, a form. I mean, you it's have like rubber boots, level form. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I'll go knee high. Knee high to a grasshopper. Knee high. Do you guys have you a heard saying? That phrase? No. What is that? Yeah, I was gonna say. Does that sound like a saying? I don't know. I've heard people say I'm knee high to a grasshopper, so it's like not very tall or not very high up. Because a grasshopper, for God's sakes, not real big. Yeah, that guy, he's knee high to a grasshopper. Okay, that sounds like a very Minnesotan thing to say. But we have knee high to the 4th of July. Or knee high at the 4th of July. By the 4th of July. Oh, by the 4th of July. You've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the deadline for the corn. For corn? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Couple Midwest kids over here, gentlemen. Uh, This is it. (laughs) That's right, knee high by the 4th of July, baby. You know how we measure our corn. Uh. Mm. I don't know if that's still like the gold standard or not. I pro- with climate change, probably not. It's probably harvest by 4th yeah. of July. That shit's going to burn <laughs> any second. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Joe Coy, who's a hilarious comic. I should try to get him on the show. Um, but he's got that great stand-up special can't remember the name of the special. They're on Netflix. Definitely check out Joe Coy. He's very funny. But he's got the okay. a thing where he, you measure rice by the this first knuckle here on your middle finger, right? You stick your finger in the water to measure the height of the water when you pour the rice. <clears throat> and your okay. rice will come out perfectly every time. He says, like, that's like that's like an Asian staple. Okay? Like every Asian household knows to dip your finger in there to measure it by the knuckle. As a bland, monochromatic white guy growing up who only made rice via the microwave and, and fuck uh, uh, Uncle yeah. Ben over here, you know, my buddy, my pal, helping me out at oh. dinner time. <laughs> I had never measured rice via water. It just wasn't my thing. However, I want to say the uh, uh, equivalent Midwest kid would be knee-high by the 4th of July for the fucking corn. It's just something I got. I realize now. Yeah. Like, oh. I've never <laughs> even grown corn. I have nothing to do with the corn. But I don't know if that was like a lesson in school or what. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're teaching in school. Not any of this financial stuff that we're trying to make a career out of uh, that we'll be no, getting obviously. to in a minute, but just, hey, anyone? Anybody? Hey, listen up. This is important. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll tell you. We'll teach you how to manage your money in a minute. But first, you got to know about the corn, everyone. <laughs> corn height. Very important. Uh, so funny. Next uh, one. Oh, go ahead. No, the committee chair, Robert, is here. He says, talking about you, he's a golfer. The only thing he hunts are his balls Robert. in the rough. Oh, Colin. Robert? I'm sorry, Colin Robertson. <laughs> I always skip over his first name. The committee chair, Colin Robertson. Colin is here, everyone. Dude, All right. a little golf zing. Not appreciated. Mm. Very true, but not appreciated. He's got it. Uh, yeah. Boy. All right. Well, I guess I'm done now. Done with the... Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm right. finished. Let me ask you this. Oh, you have a question, Pike. Yeah. I wasn't waiting for that at all. I had one, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the uh, what project were you most proud of as a kid? Did you ever do any projects, school projects, dude? I'll, I'll be right back. Hold on. Ooh, show and tell. 
I'm just going to say rim, rim, rim this whole time while he's gone. He's got no idea. Rim, 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 rim. Just sabotaging the episode. Rim, 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 Tim, Tim, rim, Tim, Tim. I don't know what he wanted me to do, but I'm going rim, rim, rim. That's all I'm going to say. Rim, 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 rim. Rim, 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 rim. 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 Y'all rip ass too. That'll be funny. I thought it was here. Can't find it. Uh, and oh, when I was no. a kid, dude, I was. You know, I've said it here on the show. I think I was like clinically dumb. Like dumb. I was a dumb, like. Yeah, it sounded some of the things you said, it sounded like you were a bit of a a bit of a dumbo, you could say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a dunce, like a real idiot. Where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, clothes, you know, like really excited to like look yeah. out the window. And I was just a space cadet. I was always in my own imagination and head. And uh my my mom showed me a school project recently from like the sixth grade, and it was fucking hysterical. I was laughing. I was like, what oh. is wrong with me, dude? I could not. Nothing was a complete sentence. It was so funny. And also, there was a, a picture, a self-portrait I drew of myself. <laughs> oh, God. That's got to be good. Dude, <laughs> if you told me I drew, like, a still life uh colored pencil drawing of a potato i would think it was like so accurate and amazing but then <laughs> i realized that blotchy skin was supposed to be me and oh my god I could not it was just here and i don't know where it went but oh dude it was hilarious and it went with like i had to write a poem next to it and next to it it was like i am matthew and I like <laughs> and I I like dinosaurs and the game Monopoly. But it's like the school project was not this at all. Like it was not supposed to be. Dude, teachers got that's gonna be so fun. I'm sure their life is also like hell at certain points. But that's gotta be so fun. Just to like just quietly laugh at all the kids. Oh yeah, trying be to like. Yeah. Like, dude, if I was a teacher, I would immediately be like, oh, this kid's this kid's going to prison. This is one of the kids that is going to end up in jail. I can tell already. This kid, drug addict. Somebody, this kid, cold. It's, oh, you, yeah. You see them in the headlines. You're like, yeah, fucking called it. <laughs> Why well, could have prevented that crime? <laughs> there would have been a little less, you know, molesting happening if i had i intervened yeah like that one dude that like had those ladies in the basement like you know his school teacher could have given us a little bit of a tip you know before this whole thing happened yeah. that would have been nice she's like what are you talking about that was in his you know review after the first semester when yeah. I, I wrote that i said he's going to have women in his basement yeah exactly fucking cared. yeah nobody cared then how'd you know well, he stole everyone's lunch and shoved it in his desk and refused to open up the desk for about 10 years. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, substitute lunches for ladies. And I already knew Obviously. what was going to happen. Yeah, the signs were there. Uh, I had a, uh, 
had a we did a recipe book in elementary where everybody could submit a recipe. I, and you didn't have to, but you could if you wanted. And I don't know why I felt like I needed to submit my home recipe for pretzels. And uh, I'm not Ooh. talking about like homemade pretzels. I, I used to like microwave the big soft pretzels. <laughs> and so in this fucking recipe book, everyone else like, and that's obviously their parents like submitting their own recipes. It's like uh, Pike Pike's pretzel. And it literally describes how to put the pretzel in the microwave. And that's it. I'm like, why would they allow this? Why would, who let me do that? They just thought you had the saddest home life of all time. <laughs> time for the special family recipe. And brings out, like, knocks the box of bagel bites out of the way. Is it, is it a holiday, mom? It is, honey. It's your birthday. Put it on for an extra second, Mom. I'm a year older. Well, you're not far off. Oh, boy. Oof. Oof. What a rough childhood. Kidding. kidding. That's probably why they left it in there. Yeah, they were like, oh. Boy, we know which kid... Which kid's going hungry this Thanksgiving? Oh boy, it's Pike and his Pike's pretzel recipe. Yeah, so you can find that in the 1998 Tilworth Glendon recipe book. Uh, be right below, you know, Jessica's fucking tater tot hot dish or whatever. <laughs> what else was in there? Yeah, fucking f- four course spread. A little overachiever over there. I know what you mean. All right, well. I'm glad. Now you're done. You're finished. I'm finished. All wrapped up. Ah, oh, look at that. I, I feel like I get to know you a little bit more every episode, Pike. So thank you. Thanks Same. for being here. Same. Yeah, really thank you. Thank- one person I want to what say. What do we do now? Uh, well, one person I want to say <laughs> thank you to is the one and only. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. Yeah. Member of the special committee. Oh, Bobby, your brother, shout out to him as he is now the latest member of the special committee over there on the Patreon. So shout out to Pike's brother, Bobby. I, I, I'm, I don't think I said this on Thursday. I think we did this on, on, uh, on the five on On Fridays. Fridays. Yeah, 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 exactly. Basically, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash sparks radio, and you get to the member of the special committee level, that's five bucks a month. You get a whole nother podcast on top of this one, which is cool. That is a five on Friday. Plus we send you all the stickers of every level. The level started only a buck a month, which is pretty amazing. We'll send you this sticker right here. Member of the elevated, I'm sorry, elevated member of the committee. That's when you're a dollar a month, $3 a month. You're a member of project pay him, which by the way, we're trying to get to, 30 patrons when we get to 30 patrons hit that goal we're going to do another round of project pay him where we blow all the money we haven't spent a single dime of this patreon money yet we're going to take that money we're going to pool it together and we're going to blow it over on the project pay him which is cool where we put up massive public practical jokes around the country and you'll help us decide what that is if you're a member of project pay him and up and then of course the top the creme de la creme of human beings, the members of the special committee will send you that. But you'll get all three and a bonus podcast and bonus content, all that stuff over there on the Patreon. So shout out to Bobby, who's the latest member. So 
Yeah. Pike. Thanks, Bobby. I'll say I'll say what I said Friday. Um, what took so long? I've been doing this for seven months. You just signed up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thanks for coming around. It's a good man. It's a good man, your brother. I'm gonna call him. It always chokes. It's nothing. It's something in the settings. It's not my computer. But let's just leave it there. It's the Dollar Llama. Bobby's the Dollar Llama today. All right. Yeah. He. Uh, I will say. I, I, he hasn't announced it himself. He, but I'll just say he bought a house for the first time. So he's like, you know, he probably only did that because we talk about stuff like that. He's like, ah, shit. You know what I could do? Dollar Llama. There it is. The Dollar Llama. And he also sent in the intro for Is It Investing. Let's play it here because we want you, if you're watching the show, if you're listening to the show, then we consider you a member of the committee, which means that, dude, you have a large say and influence on this show. You're as much as a member of the show as Pike and I, and we love having you here. So we want you to be a part of it as much as possible. Hence why we're talking about the members of the committee that are watching right now. The Lost Cat, Roger, Colin. Uh, that are watching live online. Also, we're looking for you to send in intros for Is It Investing like Bobby did. Here's his. Is it investing? Just a funny, quick little <laughs> clip. You can do whatever you want. Just say, is it investing? And then what we'll do is we'll pull them all together and then we'll pull, slap you as the intro for Is It Investing? So send those in either uh, Pike or myself on all social media. We'll take them. All right. We're trying to get those together. Now, without further ado, enough of the fucking lollygag book stuff, bookkeeping stuff. Let's talk about book the 1% stuff. rule, Pike. All right. This is huge. This is big in the world of real estate investing. The 1% rule. And I don't want to call it a rule because rule means it's a thing always and forever, no matter what. Right. And that's not. That's really not the 1%. So some people call it the 1% test, the 1% rule, the 1% check, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Just don't, don't live or die by it, but it's a nice little rule of thumb to just throw something at a quick little filter to make sure that you're in the right ballpark. And then you can start like diving further down into a real estate or potential real estate deal. So Pike, you're looking to buy a house. Yeah. You might not be, but let's just say you're looking to buy a house, right? At some point, yeah, I would like to, sure. Okay. You want to buy a house, and the realtor, you're on the phone, and the realtor is a man or woman. You choose. I'd be more comfortable with a man. Okay. So you, got, <laughs> so you got a woman. All right. So you got a lady, and you're highly uncomfortable right now because she is... Look, she's pressing these high price houses at you. And she's like, hey, this will be great. And you're like looking at her and you're looking at your wife going, ha, ha, ha it's going to be great. And in the back of your brain, you're like, it's so much fucking money. Oh, my God. I don't have, you know, you're like fucking sweating about it a little bit, you know? Sure. Is she, well, uh, is she open to other forms of payment? Uh, no, she's a goddamn professional. Other than money? Okay. And she's really good at her okay, job. Okay, this is not. Okay, how fucking dare you? I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of videos where there are some other arrangements made, but that's not this. Okay, got it. Not this. No, no. This is the one that Jesus approves of. Okay. Can we talk? Can we act out that? Uh, like on a different episode? Can we, can we like talk through that? 
like that way like that that'll be our first way? official is it investing if you okay. sex up the real estate uh if you sex up the realtor for no no commission <laughs> fee porno plot yeah that'll be is it investing okay i'll just go on there and just say is it consensual yeah well then clearly it's investing baby Woo! that's right, that's right. shout out to bobby is it investing yes absolutely yes dollar llama that yeah dollar Okay. Where were we? The 1% rule. We're revved up. Now, when All you're right. talking to your realtor, whether it's a man or woman, highly professional, okay? Just keep it as a nice professional relationship because they're just doing their job. Yeah. They're not thinking of the 1% rule, okay? Because you're thinking about your home. You're thinking about whatever factor is most important to you. This is not, oh, it's not falling. Now, you're a real estate investor, okay? And now a realtor comes to you and says, hey, or a real estate agent says, hey, I've got this great rental property, Pike. It's $200,000. It would make a great rental investment. You should buy it. Do you go? Do you go? Oh, yeah, I'm buying it right now. Do you do it? Um, I even Even me, I would say I'd probably look into it a little bit. Probably do some research. Yeah, but do you want to even know a quicker way to see if it's worth your time to even dive into it more? Sure, that'd be nice to save some some time and energy. Yeah, of course. I'm talking about a lightning fast way to know if this is a good deal or not. Uh, wow, okay. I mean, simple math. Even an idiot like me can do this math instantly. If I bought you, if I got you hook, line, sinker. Look, no, I mean, I'm, I, I'm hooked. Like, I would tell me, do I need a calculator? Can I do it in my head? Am you do it in your head. Do it in your head. Do it in your head, bro. Do it in your head. It's called the one percent rule. Um, well, so then, here's what. Yeah. Here's what. Now, look. I'll be honest. I own a rental property. I own a single family home that I bought as a rental property. So as I go through, and I'm of course I'm still looking for another one because I want to increase my what they call portfolio of rental properties, hopefully one day and achieving enough passive income where I don't need a normal regular two or a regular W-2 job anymore. I could just live off the income of my rental properties. That is part of my retirement plan, which I am trying to achieve right now. And it sounds like a really fun slash easy idea because real estate makes sense. Everybody can kind of grasp the idea of a house I want to live in one or I do live in one or I rent one. It's kind of, you know, everyone needs a place to live. It's, it is a tangible physical thing, unlike a stock index or a real estate investment trust or something where cryptocurrency versus like, you know, non tangible good. So sure. When you're thinking of getting into real estate, in terms of investing, it's totally different than if you're owning, okay? Quick rule of thumb is called the 1% rule. So if someone approaches you with an investment opportunity, let's say, let's keep it simple. If it's a single family home, a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex, let's stay within those, okay? So <clears throat> if those, if the total amount of rent from your 
single family home, duplex, triplex, or fourplex equals or is greater than 1% of the sale price, then generally speaking, you'll be able to turn a cash profit on that property. So going back to the rental example that the real estate agent said, hey, Pike, I've got a great rental house for you to buy as an investor. It's $200,000. It rents for $2,000 a month. That is your 1%. So $2,000 of $200,000 is equal to 1%. Does that make sense? So $200,000 divided by 2,000 is one. 1%, 1%, 1%, right? Yeah. Yep. So Correct. yeah, okay. that's the 1% rule. Now, if I come to you with a property and I say, yo, Pike, I've got a single family home. It rents for uh, $4,000 a month and it's $200,000. You're going to be like, holy shit. Yes. Give Gosh. me what? Let me see that. Pro- Bingo. Yeah. We're in the 2% range, baby. We are racking hey. in the cash. Because if I... Essentially, what you're doing is you're determining if the mortgage payment every single month is going to be equal or lesser to the uh, uh, rent that they're paying. That's essentially kind of what you're breaking down instantly. Now, don't just think that if you're renting as as a renter or if you're owning as a landlord that all you have to do is pay off the mortgage because that's a huge misconception and it's completely false. So... Uh, it's, we'll, we'll start diving into what they call PITI, which stands for principal interest taxes and insurance, which takes out, okay. you know, all this stuff. We're going to cover all this stuff later, but right now I'm just want to focus on the 1% rule. So if you're starting to just think about getting into the real estate game and you want to start, oh, picking over the MLS, you want to start going on Zillow or Realtor app or Redfin or whatever these apps are. And you just want to start looking at houses to buy it as an investor. Well, you need to start looking at the 1% rule. It's a quick way to go. Is this deal worth my time to dive into more? Cool. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Cause it, you know, I always wonder, uh, yeah, it's not as easy just buying the house and X is your monthly mortgage payment. And then you charge that much plus whatever for rent. Cause there's so many other things that go into it. So that seems like a nice, easy, uh, just, covers it all kind of thing yeah super awesome good way to think about it uh what's the is it one yeah does it meet the one percent rule so sometimes you'll have cities that don't meet the one percent rule so like in las vegas when i first moved there everything was meeting the one percent rule because vegas was still climbing out of the fucking hole that was 2008 the, the giant crater that was left in that community and by the time i left vegas Bro, you couldn't touch anything within the one percent rule. It had really? outpaced. Is that yeah. probably how it is? That probably how it is now. In like Vegas, in most places, in most it, places, yes, in a lot of places, you cannot meet the one percent rule. However, there are communities that definitely still meet the one percent rule, no problem. And uh, I'm living in one, and it was one of the reasons why I decided to move back to Cleveland is because we were looking at getting a rental property for years before uh, moving out of Vegas. And I was looking 
like I was, I was on, you know, FaceTime calls with, uh, my real estate agent as she was walking through homes, showing us properties like, okay. And you start learning that these there's markets around the country, a lot in the Midwest Pike, which you and I yeah. are obviously familiar with, uh, knee high, baby. Yeah. Knee high baby. And, uh, but, but places like Detroit, Cleveland, Toledo, Youngstown, um, Milwaukee, I don't know Minneapolis. I don't understand. I, I, I think St. Paul, you can get things at 1% where you can get a hundred thousand dollar house and it rents for over a thousand dollar a month rent, okay. you know, then you have other places in the South. They're huge. So it was Atlanta. Atlanta's priced out by now, but it's like Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, you're looking at places like Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, it's like Nashville used to be, but it got priced out now because everyone's moving to Nashville. Knoxville, Tennessee has uh, property. So there's there's cities all over the United States. Obviously, you got to look at like tertiary markets. So like a city next to a big city. That will have usually, you know, uh, 1% rule type homes available. Okay. So there you have it, man. That's it. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. Would you ever, I mean, would you buy a a, a rental property in some place that you don't live or not yeah. even near? You would. A yeah, absolutely. And people do it all the time. Actually, that's a great, okay. that's a great episode. We should go over how to do that. How to buy, let me write this down. It's uh, a... Really hell of a question. Hell of a question. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on that because, uh, you know, a lot of people, as they start getting money, dude, you live in Southern California and you make a healthy profit. It's really hard to start finding property. It's like, you know, where, where it would make sense. Uh, the lost mm -hmm. cat is saying, uh, buy a fourplex and rent it out. So that's, that's a tactic called house hacking. That a lot of people use the term house hack. Um, what brilliant idea. That's gonna be in the next home. My wife and I have already talked about. We the next place we live will be a duplex that we own the whole thing and just rent out one side and live in the oh. other. Well then you're really close. Yeah, you can keep an eye on things. Yeah, well, I mean, house hacking, and we'll go over the different ways to to get like creative ways to get property, but the benefits of house hacking were like where you live in a fourplex and you rent out the other three units where they essentially are paying your mortgage payment for the whole thing. You're living rent free and they're paying the mortgage. There's tax benefits to it. You could depreciate that asset. You can fix it up to, to like uh, put it like force equity into the property. There's a lot of different ways to do this and we start diving into the world of real estate something that i love i love you know talking about it so we'll get into all of this stuff because it's it's incredible but if you're looking at a fourplex and the the thing is four hundred thousand dollars and the four units that are in there don't equal four thousand dollars a month in rent well then chances are you're not going to be able to cover the monthly mortgage payment of that thing so you don't want to buy a property and then go in the hole. This is a business. You you want to make money on this. 
So the 1% rule still applies, even to a fourplex. Got it. The lot cool. to take in. Lot. A lot to all, take in. Well, it's very, it's very exciting to think yeah. about, you know? Well, I mean, you know what, though, Pike? If you're looking at a place and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, when I bought my first house, I didn't think of it like, oh, we can rent this thing out and do this whole thing. I didn't even know about the 1% rule. And you might want to play that into a factor. Be like, hey, this, this house is the shittiest house on a very nice block. If we go in here and we live in it for two years, and then we, instead of flipping it, instead of selling it, if we live in here for two years and we move out and we fix it up while we live in here for two years, you could jack yeah. up a rent and they can they can just be paying off that mortgage for you. Plus, you could do a cash out refi. I'm getting into the weeds here a little bit. But you can do a cash out refinance and pull you know, 80% of your money out on that house and go take that money and go right back to another shitty house on a nice block because you fixed it up. You lived in there for two years, which means if you ever go to sell it, you'll never have to pay taxes on that, which is amazing, right? Because you've lived in it for two years. There's a primary residence for two years. Dude, I wish I did that 100%. I mean, I did do that. I fixed up my first house. It was shitty, but... I wish I never fucking sold that thing, the first house. I never wish I sold my house in Vegas. Really? And you just did that. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. I kicked myself so every since day. Then, really? Were yeah. you close to not? Yeah, we had or debated just, it. Okay. Interesting. I know. But it was what? like, quote, like unquote, you're... top of the market. Ah, oh, we can just get our money yeah. now and leave and do when you have this money uh, available for the taking, it's hard to say no. That's it. But that money could have still been there. I could right. have pulled the money out with a cash out refinance. That mortgage would still be getting paid down right now, and I wouldn't have to be doing anything. And I'd get my money out, and I could have dumped that money into another house here in Cleveland. Yeah. And I still wouldn't have gotten paid any. I still wouldn't have had to pay any taxes on when I went to sell it because it was my primary residence. We'll go over the whole well, thing I, of I, buying your first house and and what the do's and don'ts and how to actually maximize that. Dude, that's that's another episode. Oh, if I heard that the first time I bought my house, oh, dude, I would I would have so much more money right now. God damn it. <laughs> Well, you're still making doing the right thing in other regards. So, yeah, you're you're doing fine. But yeah, I know what you mean. But if you can, uh, hold on. Yeah, we should talk. Let's talk about that one tomorrow. How about that? Buying your house as an investment, because I'll tell you what, financial people they don't think of you buying a house as an investment. They don't consider that at all. Uh, an investment, okay. which it's normally not. But if you can go in knowing that you're going to do it as an investment, holy fuck, dude, what a what a nuclear bomb in your back pocket. You're just holding it there like, yeah, you're so far ahead of the game. Oh, I'm like so excited for tomorrow's episode. Pike, I I'm going to make excited. you I, I'm, yeah. so I smart when you go in to buy your first house, dude. You're going to be like, oh, okay. fucking crushing it. I love it. Love it. All right, I love it. enough of this. Let's right. get into uh, the news. That yes, this is the news that matters. Yes, this is the news that matters. Holy shit. 
Hey, how, what's the most amount of girlfriends you've ever had at once? Have one? Is it one? Okay. Yeah, why, you? It's same, but <laughs> like officially same. Yeah. Okay. This guy, though, this this Yahoo over in Japan, he had quite the little scam going. Uh, he was dating 35 women at once. Okay. Now, here's how he pulled this off. This guy's 39. He's going door to door as a shower product salesman, like one of these, you know, vacuum guys or whatever the fuck they're selling. So this guy's selling shower products door to door. And in doing that, he's managed to convince 35 different women that he was dating them. Just vulnerable women, obviously. So why is he doing it? Is he ripping them off? Is he just in it for, you know, the intercourse? Uh, no, this guy, what he would do is tell them all that his birthday was coming up, but he would change the date. So he had like 35 different birthdays happening. And these women who he's somehow convinced that they're getting in this serious relationship would start buying him presents. So every new girl, he would set a new birthday and he pretty much has a has now created a constant flow of birthday presents. I don't know what they're getting them, but some probably better than others. Well, he's finally been caught because a couple of these girls found each other, as it always goes, and uh, they're onto him. So now uh, he's in some serious trouble for scamming all these women. Fraud charges. Fraud charges. Yeah, what do wow. you think? Uh, well, what do I think? I just did the math here. Quick math. 35 divided by 12 months. <laughs> He's got 35 girlfriends. 12 months is 2.91. So you're looking at almost three birthday presents a month. This guy's getting yeah, it's almost weekly. That would just be, a, <laughs> oh, what a treat. <laughs> and Thank then, you know, you. I mean, that is hey, look, it's a lot I mean, it's almost like this guy's already serving his punishment of coordinating 35 girlfriends. How do you how do you have your phone off when you're with one? Yeah, that's a you gotta have a lot of like trusting women. Uh and you know how many how many different lies does he have going to make them think that he's somebody who he's not? You know, apparently he had a spreadsheet, which is where he kept you have to. some of the lies he was telling. Yeah, exactly. Thirty five is a big number. Dude, people get people get messed up. Look, I saw the show Cheaters. People get messed up with two girlfriends. <laughs> How do you have thirty-five, exactly. dude? I don't even have thirty-five relatives. I can remember their names off. You know, uh, Hell no. Hell no. Susan, uh, yeah. Janet. Uh, shit, yeah, dude. It's are you kidding me? Thirty-five. I gotta remember intimate details of your life. Yeah, that's there's a Seinfeld where George is dating two women. Have you seen this one? No. And he <laughs> sitting in the car. He just had gone on a date with each of them, and he's like, "Boy, the actress in the movie made an interesting choice, didn't she?" And the woman's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "I mean, I had a nice time ice skating." <laughs> <laughs> so that's this guy's whole life, every day, <laughs> dude. That's what I mean. That's that's insane. You know what? I applaud this man because he either look, he's either tenacious or he's a suave motherfucker because this dude in my it, like the first thing you say is he's door to door salesman. Have you ever tried selling anything door to door? Just popcorn with the Boy Scouts. Okay. 
I tried sold a selling a shit ton of it too. Did you really? Oh, I crushed it. I mean, I'm like in fourth grade, so don't like give me too much credit. But yeah, yeah I did a great job. Anyway, uh, how about you? No, I, well, yeah, I did try selling every things door to door, but I never did well. And I was a child still as well. My buddy, his older brother was like this, like a total Ponzi scheme, <clears throat> like get rich quick thing. He was like, I'm going to pool all these kids together and then I'm going to sell newspaper subscriptions. Okay. And if I sell X amount of newspaper subscriptions, we get a bonus. Obviously he gets more of a bonus than we would get. So he, he drove around in a van. He picked us up in a van and he would drop us off in neighborhoods and we'd go around knocking door to door to sell subscriptions to it was like magazines or newspapers or something, right? So we're like, hey, how you doing? Hey, you know, we're like 15 years old. Have no idea that this is a awful business model wow. that will not work. So, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's all up at that point. It's essentially, it's like a numbers game. It's like a funnel. And you start at the top of the funnel. You have to hit. So he'd be like, look, each of you have to hit knock on 100 doors by the end of the day. Jesus. So, and he like pit us hey, in a competition. this guy again? This is, is my a, a brother? Or so? Yeah, my buddy's brother, okay. older brother. Okay. And he was like, look, Ricky over here, he knocked on 60 doors by the time you guys got back to the van. And I'm burning gasoline, which means we are wasting time and money. So well, we gotta, you gotta knock on that door. If no one comes to the, you know, he's like drilling us. And I was like, oh my God, I'm fucking sweating. I'm a fat 15 year old slinging newspapers <laughs> door to door. Guys are yelling at me, peeking through the blinds. Not interested. Like they slam the door. I'm like, oh dude. So it's when I hear this guy, he's selling whatever he's selling door to door. This dude is knocked on like, thousands of doors to get people to answer and then thousands of doors on top of that to get girlfriends. Yeah, that's this dude's life. This dude's I'm done the I'm just curious with the guy. Like, what's this brother? What's this guy up to now? Do you know? Like, this guy, you oh, gotta man. be in jail, right? No. <laughs> or the most successful motherfucker in the world. Is it Jeff Bezos? Bezos is that your friend's brother no <clears throat> I don't know what he's doing I have no idea he went off and joined the okay. Navy or something and but dude these things are happening all the time man they're all there's always hey, those Mary every time you see a pink Mary Kay van driving around or whatever that's mm -hmm. that's all it is herbal life that's all it is it's uh mm -hmm. it's all just hey have you ever gotten approached by those fucking those people are out in Vegas all the time, dude? Swimming at the pool. Yeah, it's like the community pool. And they're like, oh hi. And they make conversation with you. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, yeah. How you got you got kids? Oh, they start making conversation. And then you find out 10 minutes later, oh, I have a mentor that teaches me how to manage money. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you? get away from me. Yeah. yeah. I know. God, they're so they're so sneaky good about it, too. Yeah. Do you get approached? Have you, has that happened to you in Florida yet? I guarantee they're in Florida. Uh, no, I know there's a lot of like door-to-door -door like solar power people, but we did, we're in an apartment, you know, so we don't have to deal but deal with that. So no, we I haven't really. No, but yeah. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, 
I'm sure. If it exists, it's here. Yeah, sure. they're fucking making money. They're in Florida doing it for sure. Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to, real quick, my news that matters. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool, man. I, I don't know. Look, I am not a college sports guy. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, what was he? Was he LSU? Clemson. Clemson. They just won. They won yeah. it all, right? Uh, not this year. No, they. Uh, no, Bama last... won it all. Did Bama yeah, win it no, all? He, he never. I, yeah, Bama did, but I, I don't think because then LSU won last year, so I don't think he's won a yeah. title. Okay, but he's like the consensus number one overall pick has been for the last three years. Yeah, that's it. This guy, Trevor Lawrence, he is. Obviously, the draft is coming up here a couple days, and he just signed. Uh, his first deal, I believe, was with Gatorade, which makes sense. Gatorade, cool. His sure, second yeah. deal, he signed with Blockfolio. Oh, wow. Are we just talking about them? Isn't that our guys? No, that's not our guys. Ours is uh, BlockFi, not Blockfolio. Oh, damn it. Uh, we were label mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but uh, Blockfolio is a competitor of like Coinbase, like a cryptocurrency exchange. So, yeah. Blockfolio, he has now got an endorsement deal of Blockfolio. And Blockfolio, by the way, I didn't even know that they secure the naming rights for... Well, FTX is Blockfolio's parent company, and they secured the naming light, the naming rights for Miami Heat's arena for the next 20 years. $135 million. They got the naming rights yeah. for that. So Blockfolio has now inked a deal with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And he also said, hey, I want part of my salary, my bonuses, to come in the form of cryptocurrency. Now, they didn't stif specify which one, but mm -hmm. he, uh, his agent already said, well, his signing bonus is now worth more than it was the day he signed. Damn. <laughs> That's super smart. There was a one NFL player, I forget his name, uh, but he's like one of the richest players because for years now, he's asking for half of his salary in Bitcoin. Or was it maybe the whole thing? I don't know. Yeah, I but, remember uh, yeah, reading that yeah. too. Yeah, what's that dude's name? Yeah, yeah. God, who was it? Uh, some defensive player. Yeah. He's good, but uh, it's going to bother me. Let's see. Bitcoin salary. Don't NFL. say his name, though. Say the team. This is just like a thing Chiefs. for me. I gotta... Chiefs player. Uh, defensive player. Uh, frack, what's his what's his initials? Dude, wait this a minute. Is this is crazy. a new one. This has got to be a new one. This is a whole. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, he played for the Seahawks. The first guy. He put half his salary. Oh yeah. Okay. That was uh. What the fuck's his name? God, it's killing me. Russell. Okung? Okung, yeah. Okung? Yep. Dude, he Okun, put half his salary in. Well, now this dude. This guy plays for the Chiefs. His name's Sean Culkin. He just said he's going to take his entire base salary of $920,000 in the form of Bitcoin in 2021. Okay, okay. 
The NFL is getting hip to crypto, bro. His entire salary is going into Bitcoin. I love it. I mean, you're getting so much money with endorsements. Like you don't like a lot of players don't even touch their salary. They just spend the endorsement money. So yeah, it'd be nice if you had all that money floating around to do that. Yeah. 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 But smart. Why not? Hey, Bitcoin's up 10.5% right now. So uh, make 10% Damn. on your money. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Un unreal. All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's the news that I'm matters. Finished. That's the one percent rule. Make sure you are, if you haven't yet, hit the like button, the thumbs up if you enjoy the show. If you could, hit subscribe over there, YouTube.com/slash/SparksRadio. And if you really, really want to, whew, by all means, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does mean the world to us. And if you really want to be the greatest human being in the world, we would appreciate Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio is where you can go and you can sign up. We have not touched a cent of that money yet because we are looking for 30 members of the special committee. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I think we're at 25 right now. So let's get to 30. That's our goal. Five more. Then we can unleash Project Payhem and we can have a boatload of fun spending money that we normally wouldn't have done we wouldn't have uh budgeted for stupid shenanigans and that's the cool part of it you know we can we gotta start brainstorming some stuff dude because we're gonna hit the 30 mark and the committee's gonna want to start rolling on that project pay him so we gotta start thinking some well, we stuff. can do that yeah think of the dumb shit to do yeah sure sounds good it's my favorite it's yeah. like a night it's like a fun time yeah <laughs> Uh, like high school. Hey, what's some dumb shit we could do? <laughs> uh, Colin is here. Uh, Colin, thank you for watching. Delos Cat, thank you for watching. Roger, thank you for watching. Zori, thank you for watching. Shout out to the committee. Thank you so much. Tell a friend, text someone, send them a link if they're thinking about real estate. Send them this show if you think so. And 376 is a great show to start on if you want to start getting your finances in order. It's called The Exact Steps. That's it for us. We are out of here. Follow Pike on all social media. He is at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. He's a great dude. Knee high. He's a knee high motherfucker. I love it. And I am a knee high as well. Midwest Kids at Sparks Radio on all social media as well. That's it. Any last words, Pike? Well, yeah, just God damn it. So over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here.